Um, so we just gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be we're gonna win in six. Welcome back to the Bucks and Six podcast. I am your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram. Your number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks, coming to you live from the podcasting world every Wednesday and every Saturday night. Oh my goodness, Bucks fans. What a game that we just witnessed. A lot has happened since the last time I talked to you guys. But most importantly, the Bucks get a huge comeback win over Boston. They head back home up 3-2. Down 14 with 10 minutes left. The Bucks go on a 31-14 run to end the game. They're able to steal one in Boston. As a fan, I know I was going crazy. I know the Deer District was going crazy. I know you guys at home were probably going crazy if you were watching it. And it's crazy because I wasn't all that nervous heading into game four. But once we gave Boston that momentum back, I was insanely nervous for this game. And it's crazy because in a way, game four and game five were kind of flipped. We played really good in the first three quarters of game four, played really bad in the fourth quarter. We played really bad in the first three quarters of game five, but then played really good in the fourth quarter of game five. We had a great chance a couple days ago to go up 3-1 and close things out, and Boston looked really good in the fourth quarter. They went 16 for 19. Al Horford dunked on Giannis. It just seemed like Boston was now going to have the upper hand in game five, and it certainly looked that way through the first three quarters tonight. We were careless with the ball. There was poor offensive sets, and no one outside of Giannis was providing anything offensively. It just looked like we were destined for another loss, and that could have all but ended the season. There were certain points in the game, though, where you'd be surprised how close it was based off how bad Milwaukee was playing. And I know for the first half, Boston struggled to knock down shots at some points, too. They had their flaws early on, but it seemed like they should have had a bigger lead than they did. We went into halftime down 7 after being down 13 earlier in the second quarter, and we followed that up with not a bad offensive showing in the third quarter. It's just the defense kind of struggled. As soon as we started knocking down shots, Boston would do the same at the other end, but at a higher clip. I had some hope going into halftime that we could come back in this game, but after they continued to pour it on in the third and to start the fourth, it seemed like we'd have to win a game seven on the road if we wanted to win the series. And a few things went into this. Not only was Boston starting to find their groove offensively, but as I stated earlier, the Bucks could not get anything going other than Giannis. There was lots of isolations, bad passes, settling for jump shots. We'd string together some quality defensive possessions, but couldn't end up taking the lid off the basket. Boston also started hunting George Hill and Grayson Allen, and sometimes even Bobby Portis on their offensive sets. And it's been a constant theme with me and a lot of Bucks fans, but George Hill does not excel in these situations, and it doesn't make sense to keep him in the game. He was by far a team low, minus 15 in only 13 minutes today. And once we'd take him out, they'd hunt Grayson Allen, who couldn't even hold Peyton Pritchard at times. So then came the big adjustments. We started switching one through five. We played small ball, and Hill and Allen didn't play in the last seven minutes. We were able to go on that run. The main lineup was Drew Holiday, Wesley Matthews, Pat Connaughton, Bobby Portis, and Giannis at the five. And they got timely buckets and timely stops, and we were able to pull it through. We were on fire that quarter as Boston was in game four of the fourth quarter. The Bucks were six for six from three and the Celtics were not even able to get off an attempt. That's just how good our defense was down the stretch. Being down 14 in any game is hard enough to come back from 
Then throw in that you're in the fourth quarter of a pivotal game five on the road without your second best player. What we're witnessing from the Bucks right now is special, and I hope you're not taking this for granted. It's crazy because it's almost as if we went into some back room and flipped this secret lever that boosts all your stats to 100. Wesley Matthews, who has been a key defender in this series, hit a ton of clutch shots. Pat Connaughton had a few catch-and-shoot threes. And even after the Bucks got it to within two, Tatum hits a jumper and then Horford gets a huge putback dunk that electrified the crowd. That put them back up six points with two minutes left. At that point, I thought it very well could have been over. Again, Boston gained that momentum. Crowd's going crazy. Giannis is bleeding from his eye because Pat inadvertently hit him in the face. But Giannis comes out of the little 30-second timeout or whatever it was. He hits the three, then gets a steal on the other end. And then Drew Holiday, who had another disaster masterclass where he's terrible to start but finishes strong, knocks down a three to tie the game. And then he, of course, gets the clutch block and steal on Marcus Smart in the final seconds to seal the win. Bobby Portis wasn't at his best tonight, but he did have seven huge offensive rebounds, including the most important one of the year, where Giannis missed a free throw that would have tied it. Two Celtics players collide, and Portis takes advantage. He's able to grab the ball for the quick putback, and the Bucks take a lead and never looked back in those final seconds. I'm not going to lie, my confidence in the team was insanely low during the first three quarters, and I hadn't felt that upset about a game in a very long time. But this team, even without Chris, even though they might not have the best offensive game or the best defensive game plan at times, they showed that they have that fight and that grit that is necessary to win these big games. This was easily one of the most insane games I've watched all season. I wouldn't call it Milwaukee's best performance, but I might call it Milwaukee's best quarter of the season, and maybe in a long time, because that was something special that we just witnessed. That being said, of course the series is not over. It's kind of cliche and maybe cringy to some to a certain extent, but it's true when Kobe Bryant said this, that it's not over, the job's not finished. Boston stole a game in Milwaukee a few days ago, and it's our job to make sure that doesn't happen again. And should we get past Boston, that is only the halfway point to the end goal. So we just got to keep the pedal to the metal here this postseason, grind it out, and hopefully repeat. Game 6 will be on Friday night. The time is to be determined, but my guess is it's going to be around 6.30 or 7 central. Hopefully we're able to get the win and put this series to rest. That will do it for tonight's podcast. Thank you for listening in and supporting. And I'll see you on Saturday.